Hi and good morning. I'm Ryan File of the Mail Tribune, and you're listening to the First Thing Podcast. It's your weekday top story podcast where I run down the day's main headlines. So, if you have a few minutes, you and your coffee are welcome to join. It's Wednesday, August 8th, 2018. First up, an inversion layer that has trapped smoke in the valley over the past few days has aided firefighters as they create backburns to forge containment lines on both the Taylor Creek and Klondike fires. But all that intentional burning has helped funnel more smoke into the Medford area, lowering air quality to unhealthy levels. Conditions are quite favorable with the inversion for strategic firing, said Jennifer Berger, public information officer for Pacific Northwest Team 2. But it adds to the smoke when you have that lid. NASA satellite maps show much of the smoke pouring into the Medford area comes from the Klondike and Taylor Creek fires. The entire east flank of the Taylor Creek Fire, where it backs up to the Rogue River near Berlin, has been mostly contained, posing less of a threat to structures. National Guard troops are now helping with mop-up operations. On the northern edge of the Taylor Creek Fire near Galis, burning operations have deepened containment lines. On the Klondike Fire, which is now being managed by the same team as the Taylor Creek Fire, crews have backburned along the eastern edge to strengthen the line near Wonder, Wilderville, and Bear Camp Road. That's where they have lit fires to take away the fine fuel, Berger said. The distance between the two fires is six miles at the closest point. On Tuesday, Pacific Northwest Team 2 and the Oregon State Fire Marshal, Red Team, assumed command of both the Taylor Creek and Klondike fires. Berger said running the fires under the same command should increase efficiency and safety, along with improving mapping, operations, and information. The smoke pouring into the Rogue Valley from these fires could last into late September and October, if we don't get rains over the next two months. The National Weather Service has issued a heat advisory for Wednesday and Thursday, when temperatures are expected to hit 100. And next up, Country Crossings will be back at the Expo in 2019, despite triple-digit temperatures and wildfire smoke that plagued this year's festival. Peak attendance through the four-day country music event at the end of July reached 15,000, organizers said, about 5,000 fewer than last year. This year's event just ended, but people should already be getting excited for country crossings in 2019, said Ann Hankins, president of Willamette Country Concerts, LLC, which puts on the festival. We have big plans and big announcements coming just around the corner. Next year's festival will be July 25th through 28th and is the last of a three-year contract between country crossings and the expo. Expo director Helen Funk called the four days of country fun seamless. The music festival staff and the expo team work together very well, Funk said. Everything this year went great as far as we can see, and we look forward to serving Southern Oregon again with this next year. While the festival took place amid the region's ongoing run of smoke and heat, Hankins said poor air quality was not an issue, and the on-site medical staff tended to zero incidents regarding smoke. And last up, this is pretty cool. Ashlander Eric Raber, a home-based sound designer and editor for Showtime's Homeland spy thriller series, has been nominated for an Emmy and will attend the televised celebration with his wife Vanessa in early September. Raber is part of Sony's giant production system. Working from his simple-looking sound studio, two MacBooks and a big touchscreen, he puts in a week of six-hour days on each episode of the popular espionage show, which features Claire Danes as a high-level intel spook who happens to be bipolar and, says Raber, has honed her manic side so she can, quote, embrace the shadow in her work. Raber's job is to fish through this vast sound library of his or record new sounds to enhance the meaning and impact of the story, 
which as an action series has an assortment of guns, fights, and car chases for him to work on. Producers send him a file of each episode, to which he augments, replaces, or applies entirely new sounds. He says he works with the premise that any show is about dialogue, music, and sound effects, in that order, and he wants the effects to enhance the other sounds, not overpower them. They send me a QuickTime file of the show with almost nothing in it. It's raw and jagged, he says. It's a dark show, and as I work on it, at times I find myself not breathing. Sounds carry emotions. With sound you can convey if a door is being opened in anger or in stealth. Each kind of wind can have a totally different emotion. I look at this job like I'm being a painter or a cook. And that is it for today. Be sure to check out full versions of these stories at our website, mailtribune.com. And if you want to stay connected to us throughout the day, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. Oh, and if you want to listen to other Mail Tribune podcasts, be sure to head over to mailtribune.com slash podcasts. You can also subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Stitcher. Have a great day. Stay safe out there.